1: Hello, welcome to Football Social Daily from Sports Social, your only daily Premier League podcast. Make sure you go and hit subscribe or follow, whatever it may be, wherever you get your podcasts. And every time there's a new episode available, it will drop straight into your inbox. It's the January transfer window, so of course we'll be looking at some of the transfer rumours from today. The likes of Donny van der Beek, Everton wanting a player called Everton and Chelsea not being bothered about Nathan Eke or Callum Wilson at Bournemouth. They're just a few of the lines that we'll be pursuing on today's podcast it's been a bit of a boring January win, window so far, if I must say so myself. But hopefully, this won't be a boring podcast for you. I'm Niall alongside. I'm in the studio. We got Joe McGrath. Hello, Joe. Oh, are you all right, <laughs> good, mate? How are you? I'm yeah, very, I'm very good. Good to see you. Good to see you. And Marley Anderson's over there on the other side. Hello. How are you, mate? You're okay. Oh, op- two opposing sides, me and Joe. You Keep can, us apart you? You couldn't have sat more far apart oh, no, from sorry each other. About guys. I don't, know, I don't know what's going on there. Some rift between your two Uniteds, Newcastle and Manchester. Uh, we will be talking about Manchester United because they got through in the FA Cup third round last night they beat Wolverhampton Wanderers at Old Trafford in their replay but Marcus Rashford got injured so I want to know how significant that might be as well as taking a look at the highest Premier League earners in 2020 per position which makes for an interesting list right then straight into it Manchester United beat Wolves 1-0 Joe at Old Trafford last night yeah through in the FA Cup,
2: uh, so it was an interesting game. I thought Wolves were going to do the better of us, if I'm honest. Uh, it set up pretty straightforward. Wolves going to let United have the ball because they know we can't really do much with it. But then we started to uh, tease them a tiny bit with our potential. Um, we had a couple of um, scrapes. Goalkeeper was tested in the doors for Wolves, and then Wolves were like, oh, hold on, let's not do this. Then Wolves started to take over possession, and that's when the, we had a pretty good game of football in the first half. They obviously had the um, the VAR decision, mm. which was um, yeah, harsh. That's harsh. It's harsh. Um, the, the the goal. If they score that goal, I think everything changes. I, I don't think United would have uh, scraped uh, back from that. But luckily for United, and it is luck, the uh, the, the goal was ruled out uh, and we were to get into half-time and one matter was to have that little bit of uh, free play passing uh, and then get himself a one-on-one with the goalkeeper. And, you know, you need a bit of experience and one matter as that he knew he was going to put the ball in the back of the net. Uh, we did all right to hold on, but, you know, I think it was just... I think it was a bit harsh on Wolves. I don't think United were the best team. Um, but it's one of them, isn't it? It's
1: a cup game, isn't it's it? It's a cup game, mm-hmm.
2: and we go to the fourth, uh, fourth round. But I was doing some, uh, some work um, while I was watching the game, and some United fans are even suggesting maybe just get going out of the FA Cup. Going out of the FA Cup because I know how, how much it's stretching our um, very weak squad, as it is at the minute, mm. and just focusing on the Europa League and focusing on the Premier League. So, you know, there's, there might be some United fans. Obviously, it's a cup run. We always love a cup run. Might be some United fans going, oh, we're we still in this. Why would they we thinking that? Well, you've uh, you got to think, Rashford picked up an injury mm. last night. Or picked up a knock, mm. which we're going to talk about. You know, we've got big games coming up. Uh, is the FA Cup important to us right now in this season? Probably not. But I don't think United fans are thinking that if we get to Wembley and we've got a nice yeah. cup run and even maybe something at the end of it. But but last night, people were scratching their heads going, do we need this right now?
1: Yeah, I'll ask you about Rashford in a minute, because obviously he got injured. He picked up a back injury after being on the pitch for about 15 minutes. Solskjaer yeah. brought him off the bench as a sub, said he didn't want to play him and, and he ended up getting injured. But I thought it was an interesting point that Joe makes there, Marley. Mm. And we'll talk about FA Cup replays a little bit later on in the show. But... If the FA Cup, for example, the winner of the FA Cup was guaranteed a Champions League space, and they took away fourth, for example, would that make it a more interesting competition? Do you think the bigger teams would go for it more? Because obviously, for United, the Premier League and the Europa League are their two priorities because that's their only two routes to the Champions League next season. Possibly, um, but most
3: seasons, one of the top four wins it anyway. So, right, mm. like it, I just like a lot of the time really it's going to be Man City, Liverpool or one of the others, like maybe Chelsea or, or Spurs yeah. that win the FA Cup kind of thing. So they wouldn't, like, if that was the case, like why, what's the point in going for, going for second and third? Like the, you're just kind of like right off the, the league. It makes less sense to, to have a good, to be good in every competition. You a, it, mm-hmm. Once you start putting all your eggs in, in one basket, then then you're asking for trouble really. Um I think you should try and stay in it for as long as you can. Like, if you got the squad, I know Man United haven't haven't got a big squad at the minute, um, and Rashford's injury might be a little bit of a problem. But end of the day, they've. It's better to go through just staying everything as long as you can. Mm. I don't see, I don't think you should be sacrificing things, especially when you're Man United and they're not one of the top four clear best sides in the in the country. It's not obvious that they're gonna get top four. No. So just keep fighting on everything and see it, it, they could they could have an injury crisis and finish ninth and then but if they won the FA Cup at the same time that's Europa League qualification so yeah, yeah so, true so where you know it, it, you're better to be in the Europa League than not in
2: anything yeah it's true well uh, we could do you with know, though that little sparkle that little FA Cup uh, the FA Cup giving you a Champions League spot there's many different reasons because I think it, the magic of the FA Cup has been talked about for many many years now it's mm. obviously not the same uh, and I think uh, maybe that's to do with a money issue maybe the FA can't pour, pump as much money into like what the winner might get or even what it actually means money talks in this game uh, we United have a sponsorship deal with Adidas and we know that if we don't get into Champions League football our sponsorship deal with them uh, decreases by quite right. a lot as well so you know in a, in a world where money talks you got the board they're looking at all the competitions Europa League can get your Champions League Premier League can get your Champions League the FA Cup Gets us a trip to Wembley. If the board are thinking about what's the priority, they're thinking the other two. Sure. Because they know that if they get there, the big money deals come in. So if the FA Cup was handed something like that, then every club would not just see it as the magic of the FA Cup back. But they could also see that the big money deals could, come, uh, could mm. come flying. So I do think maybe if they really want to bring a bit of spark back to it, could make the, the prize pot a bit uh, more special.
1: Well, talking about changing competitions and a bit of reform, there's been an article that's been released just today actually It's on the Times. It says European football's leaders are close to an agreement to expand the Champions League by four extra matches each season in a move that would have big repercussions for domestic Mm -hmm. football. Basically, they want to make the Champions League longer, Marley, and Mm. they might add an extra uh, team into the group stage. They might restructure the groups completely. But what will happen is it means there will be more midweek games, which will basically sack off the Carabao Cup. UEFA have basically said those teams that are in the Champions League probably won't be able to compete in the Carabao Cup. For in a club like United when they're in a lot of lot of competitions, the games are really gonna stack up more than they already do now. If you go off
3: if you go off what Joe said and the board you know, the board chasing the sort of money, then I don't think they'd be that bothered about um going out of the Carabao Cup um and not being able to enter it kind of thing. Mm. Um we we spoke on, on the podcast before about um how to get people interested in the Carabao cup and one of the things one of the potential things was not let the top 4 in it and have it for everyone else um maybe that would go hand in hand with this champions league expansion um it it, it seems to be at the the idea stage they don't seem to know what the, they've just sort of plucked this idea out of nowhere that sort of came out today um but it's to do that you've got to extend, extend the champions league from from 32 teams to um to probably forty, if you if you're looking mm. at four extra match days, where do they come from? Because if you're going to put an extra team in the, in the um, group stage, then that's one way to do it. But then it's teams of groups of five, that's a bit awkward. Yeah. Who goes through that? Like, is it top two? Is it top three? It's a, it's a weird amount of teams. Yeah. Um,
2: I think I think it might come down to the fact that if you're in the Champions League, you just can't compete in the Carabao Cup or the League Cup, um, uh, whatever it might be called, because you just will have too much on. Yeah. Uh, there's a country, and it's just escaped me now, who've completely scrapped... Is it France? Yeah. I think France they have completely scrapped it. The yeah. <clears throat> They've <throat> yeah. completely scrapped it. I don't know why. Maybe it's because France, it's... as I want, want them to focus more on the Champions League, maybe they don't want... Uh, games but it comes there will be a decision needs to be made if if the uh, if the league cup sticks about and more more teams get in the champions league it could become carnage every yeah. single <laughs> really week be made, yeah. obviously all right for us we get to watch a lot of football i think in
3: Fran- france is one of the, two, the the few european countries that is similar to england in that it has two cup competitions oh. so they had the coupe de france and the coupe de league i think and i think it's the coupe de league that they got rid of but it, that was basically their league cup, right? Yeah. yeah, So yeah. basically, they they're in the same situation as us when you know, we've we've only just started going. Does anyone really care about the Carabao Cup? And they've gone. Oh, nobody cares about these. <laughs> Bang! Get rid Got of it. Get rid of it. And then that's it. And I I, I don't I don't know what the the reaction
2: on the grounds like over there, but I'm assuming everyone's all right with it. It could still be a cup though that people that teams could enter, but just the, the the teams that haven't made Champions League football. Yeah, so because it's still a nice cup, that it's still a cup run, it's still a trip to Wembley. It still can be a morale boost for teams, maybe the lower half of the league that need the push. You know, it still could be something nice for them, but in terms of the big teams, when you got Champions League football. It, can get, it will get a bit hectic if there's more yeah. and
1: more games. Um, Marcus Rashford got injured in the Cup game yes. against Wolves. You've got Liverpool next. I've that's, got Liverpool uh, next. That's a big blow for you.
2: Um, uh, yeah, a lot of people put their hopes in Marcus Rashford and I, I get it. He's been wonderful. Um, but just... It, the, the thing is with Liverpool, I just think they'd outstrengthen us no matter what, mm. I just think it's going to be a rough game, uh, Rashford or no Rashford, uh, if anything it might look to Ollie to play a bit more defensively obviously we love the counter uh, and that will be key against uh, Liverpool Le- Rashford uh, working well with hopefully Marshall Greenwood, whoever who puts up there, mm. uh, but uh, I still think he might be fit for it, the knock wasn't too bad and judging by some of the stuff he's putting on Twitter, he has a bit of belief in himself that he might be might be fit for it i just saw a, a wasted opportunity last night putting him on okay we were still 1-0 up and wolves were coming back at us uh but is there something else ollie could have done instead of risking rashford uh, because he already had a bit of a knock he knew that one more little niggle could have really set him back it doesn't fill me with uh hope that our manager decided that was his plan a mm. to put rashford on and risk him like i said let's 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 play different let's Push high. Let's get the ball off him better. Let's not just stick Rashford and hope for the best. Is,
1: is that tactical naivety yeah. from Solskjaer, Do you think completely
2: then? tactical naivety? Uh, I, I just thought he could have done it in a, in a much better way. Uh, yeah. The lineup. We had a strong lineup. Um, one matter, and Daniel James, uh, Greenwood. You could have, you know, look at our bench. Okay, Lingard came on. I even just put Lingard on, right? And I know, I know, I know he's not the best at the minute. <laughs> he's rubbish, but. Don't risk, don't risk Rashford. Don't risk him. Yeah. Even Dalot, I the like Dalot. He's quite an attacking player. Put him on, yeah. scare them a bit. Just if you know rashford has got enough. Even just, just put
1: him out up front on the left or something. Just yeah. I know he's a left-sided player or whatnot. But I think even though Joe thinks that United might struggle against Liverpool, Marley, I, I think it's mm. fair to say they're going to have a lot more of a chance of beating Liverpool when Marcus Rashford's fit and playing.
3: Yeah, he's uh, he's he's key, isn't he? He's he's in great form, um, mm. and he's been one of the. The high, you know, the, the bright sparks of Man United's season, even though they've not had a great sort of consistency to their season, he's been the one that's been. He's always been a threat. He's always been. He's, he's got his most goals he's ever scored, I think, at this stage of any season so yep. far, um, <clears throat> and he's he's flying. But I, I I think he'll play on on Sunday. I don't think this will rule him out. It's a back injury, isn't it? So I feel like he can get through a back injury with painkillers. Mm. Um, whereas if it was a groin or a hamstring, you've you've not got no chance really. Mm. With three days recovery or whatever it is. so yeah, uh, yeah, get get him on the ibuprofen, on the <laughs> Calpol. Um, he, I think he'll be fine. And he's him, Martial, and James uh, are gonna be massive uh, threats on the counter for Man United right. if they can cope with Liverpool's attack this, in the- terms of like. Just trying to soak
2: them up, basically. Uh, I was just going to talk quickly about Rashford's tweet. I found his tweet last night even more, bizarre. obviously it's not him. But he, uh, he put, um, gutted, um, you know, the club, uh, most importantly, get to the next round, it uh, to be taken off. Uh, top work though. Onto the next round. It's a picture of him lying down on the floor. Yeah. It's like, why tweet that? Why tweet? We know you got an injury. Why tweet that? I'm showing uh Marley <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, the picture yeah, now. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it. I know. Just put a picture of something else. Marcus Rashford saying, "We can do better." Sorry to be taken off. Here's a picture of me lying down the floor in agony. I, uh, the world of social media footballers is. is, is
3: he scored 15
2: my minutes before. He could have done a goal
3: celebration mm-hmm. or something. Could have,
1: but... Yeah, he could have done anything, but no. Yeah, well. Let's get a picture of him lying down the floor. Oh, I found a brilliant one the other day. You know. Mario Goetze, the Dortmund player, the, the Germany international. So Dortmund are currently on a winter break the Bundesliga and uh they went to Marbella and Lovely he, t- he tweeted saying we arrived at our training camp in, our, in Marbella and started with a training session right away and there's like a picture <laughs> of him sat on like an exercise oh, bike it's getting it's boring it's just so like it's like no one would ever write that
3: yeah that's because uh, of that's because of Marbella he's like promise we're not on the pitch yep. lads you know we, we had Here a we had a serious training session sun
1: and football in Marbella but that is the modern world we live in And of course, the modern football world comes with a lot of people with a lot of money getting paid per week to play football in the Premier League. We'll be talking about that after this break here on Football Social Daily. But don't forget to follow us on Twitter. It's at The Sports Social. Stick around. We'll be back for more after this.
0: Football Social Daily. Subscribe to the podcast now so you never miss an episode. Football Social Daily. Premier League updates.
1: Welcome back to the only daily Premier League podcast available. This is Football Social Daily from Sports Social. Niall here alongside me. We've got Marley and Joe. Um, We're going to talk about some of the transfer rumours that are doing the rounds in the Premier League over the last couple of days. But firstly, we're going to take a look at the highest earners in the Premier League in 2020 per position. And it will be no surprise to Joe that the majority of these players play in red and play in Manchester. Starting with the goalkeepers... Any sort of tilt at the top three? Can anyone take a guess? I think it's one of one or two of them are pretty pretty obvious. Uh-huh.
2: Yeah, pretty obvious.
1: The you red, so David Gea will be up there. Three hundred and seventy-five thousand pounds per week. <laughs> and which been rubbish I think this season. that yeah. could be—is that the highest-paid footballer in the Premier League? I think it could be very think, very close. Yeah, That's a ridiculous amount. Number and two, that,
3: but that was <laughs> all based off Alexis Sanchez's wage as well, wasn't it? Yeah, Sanchez screwed us up. There, so, he's completely
1: yeah. naffy. Is uh, Kepper? Kepper is second, 150 grand a week. Got to be Allison, I it, as well. No, it's Casper Schmeichel, what? 130 grand a week. Really? Wow! Yeah, Leicester wow. City. He's is the...
2: doing well for himself
1: there. Yeah, that's pretty good going. But what stuns me, and we'll get onto the strikers and stuff later. Sergio Aguero's on 230,000 pounds a week. So David De Gea gets paid. A whole week of Sergio Aguero's wages, more than the next best goalkeeper, who was already on 150 grand a week. I'm stunned at how expensive David De Gea is being for Manchester United. That's a lot of money. <laughs> it's per an week.
2: expensive goalkeeper, uh, and maybe the board will be scratching their heads with this uh, year's performance, and maybe thinking where to go next and who to get in next, because he, he's he's not living up to to that price bracket. And also, as well. They might need to start getting rid of the, the wages that Sanchez brought into the club just to reset things. Yeah. Things are still at a very all-time high now. Yeah. They need to reset them. And that mm. might mean you know cancelling out them contracts that go to that
1: large amount there. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean we,
3: De Gea's on 375.
1: That's, unbelievable. that's still unbelievable. unbelievable.
3: If you give Dean Henderson 75... It'd be absolutely over the moon, yeah, with that. You and would. you've saved three hundred grand a week and you could, <laughs> in you, your in you,
1: your pocket. You could sign a world class player for three hundred grand a week. Exactly, as well. yeah. So I mean that's mad. If we go on to left backs, the three, the top three Luke Shaw, Kalasinats, and Alonso, centre backs, Van Dyke, Maguire, and David Luiz, right back, Ashley Young, Bellerin and Walker. Oh. Basically, United have a player in every position <laughs> on this list. Central field. De Bruyne is on three hundred and twenty grand a week. Paul Pogba two ninety. Uh, And then Ndombele at Spurs is on 200 grand. Um, Juan Mata is the third highest attacking midfielder on 160k. Rashford, 200 grand a week, is the highest earning left winger. Um, Actually, your right wingers don't come into it. Uh, Raheem Sterling on 300 grand a week uh, tops the list, along with Salah and Bernardo Silva. But in terms of strikers, again, Anthony Martial on 250 grand a week is the highest paid striker in the Premier League. So I guess the question I'm asking is are these players doing enough? Uh, all of the clubs really, to warrant the money that they're being paid. I know they can't help it. I wonder what they
2: think about it. Because I can obviously (laughs) slag them off now and I can say it's an absolute disgrace uh, to what it is. I wonder what they think about it. I wonder what they make of the fact that they earn all this money. I don't think any of them really care that much. But when you've got uh, poor performances by a lot of these players that you just mentioned, do they go home and think, oh, that was bad today? Or are they not asked? And I'm starting to worry that that's the problem with United. The players get the money. They know that they're going to be safe for two, three seasons because that's how long the contract will be going for. They know that they'll have lots of cash in the bank whenever they come to call it a day or move on to another club. They are not asked, And I think we need to start getting in hungry players, which I can see Solskjaer trying to do with the likes of Daniel James and Wambasaka, Williams coming into the squad a bit more. McTominay, young players that, um, you know, Solskjaer didn't sign up because Solskjaer was brought up in a, in a squad that wanted to play for United and any of the big-time boys who, who fancied themselves a bit more than they should have done. Fergie used to get rid of them, you'd see the likes of Beckham and, uh, and, and Nistoroy as well, when they got a bit too big for the boots. He knew Fergie when the time was to go because he wanted players that would, would want to actually play for United. And unfortunately, I just think players want to from United mm. at a minute and that's the downfall for uh, for us as a club we need to just have a big reset I think
1: yeah okay well why don't we have a bit of a laugh and go through this list and I'll quickly read through the names and I want you to say yes or no whether you think these players are world class or not so we'll go through the whole list so David De Gea world class or not oh. uh, don't, not, this, not season. On, no, on this season not this no. season okay no.
3: Kepper. all last seasons
1: no Casper Michael not world class no on, no he's not Luke Shaw no. Kalasinats. No. Alonso. No. Van Dijk. I yes. think he yes. is. Maguire. Where did that come from? Yes.
2: yes. Oh, Borderline. No.
1: No. Bordelang. He's
3: nearly
2: there.
1: Okay. Fine. We'll leave it for now. David Luiz. No. no. Ashley Young. No. 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 Hector Bellerin. No. no. Kyle Walker.
2: Yeah. I like More than Kyle the Walker. Other two. Would yeah. he get in a world yeah. 11? Yeah. Don't think so.
1: Central I... midfield. Kevin De Bruyne. Yes. yes. Paul Pogba. Yeah. No. And Donnely. Oh, At his
2: best. Uh, At his no. best, but I don't like him. Ozil? No.
1: David Silver? Yes. Yeah. Wan Mata? No. Yes. <laughs> Rashford?
2: <laughs> no. Not at the minute. He's okay. on his world, way there. He's world class. World yeah. class. Uh, at
1: the moment He's not far off. At the he's moment. Not he's not pretty he's far right up off. there. He's getting close. He's getting close. He's S- a Maguire. He's on the edge. Son Young Min? Yeah. Zaha? No. No. Raheem Sterling? Yes. yes. Mohamed Salah? Yeah. Yes. Bernardo Silva? Yes. yes. Martial.
2: No. Aguero. No. Yeah. yes Harry 100%. Kane yeah. no gold do
1: one Harry Kane's D-1. the last so really out of all of those players I'd say just under half of them we'd call him world class yeah the big, I so, mean the biggest
3: robberies on that list are Ashley Young and Luke Shaw yeah them? which are like, unfortunate the, the most like overpaid sort of like Ashley Young's 34 how many 34 year olds like David Silver's also 34 but he's been world class for about 10 years now.
2: Also he's getting paid that amount of money to play in a position that he wasn't actually trained in. He sure. <laughs> was brought up through the ranks <laughs> he's a winger, is
3: not he? exactly
2: yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: let's not talk about Ashley <laughs> We won't then. We won't. Jim uh, mentioned to me and we spoke about cup competitions in the first part of the show. He reckons they should scrap FA Cup replays, right? Gary Lineker also tweeted this saying that it should just be straight to extra time and to pens. And we had a bit of an argument. I was like I don't think that's fair on the on the lower league clubs that might get a chance to earn a draw at a home ground and then go to somewhere like Old Trafford or go to somewhere like Anfield. What do you think, just quickly, do you think that the FA Cup's replays should be scrapped? Because it seems fans of Premier League clubs, and I don't want to tire everyone with the same brush, it seems that fans of Premier League clubs would be happy to see them scrapped. Whereas for me, someone who supports the team in the lower leagues and know how important it can be to lower teams, I quite like the idea of replays. We are the only country in Europe that does this. (sighs) It's tough one. It's, I see it it's from both tricky. sides.
3: I really do. I see it from both sides because obviously, TV money for someone like uh, like a League Two club mm. struggling Tranmere, for example. Mm. Uh, Tranmere League One now, but, League One, but they're near yeah. the bottom of the table. Yeah, yeah. So mm. like, they need a new pitch. Yeah, all sorts of stuff. They and need. they they could they could get all that money out of the replay against Watford. Yeah, um, and it's a huge payday for them. However, I I wonder if there's something you can do where. Let's say Tranmere-Watford, stick with that. Let's yeah. say it's at Tranmere in the first leg and it's a draw. Tranmere want that day out and they want that gate receipt to come in from Watford. That second payday, yeah. sure. Yeah, could mm. there not be uh, an incentive like um, a payment, an extra payment if you get a result out of uh, Watford? like If you draw with them or if you beat them, could there not be that extra money? Like there could be extra money for beating a team above you, because like, that's that's what the yeah. that's what, that's the beauty of cup football. But it it is a pain in the ass replays. Like the the games this week were all rubbish. There was no like Newcastle Rochdale was rubbish. Middlesbrough Spurs was rubbish. Was Wolves, Man United uh, Watford Wolves, no uh, Man United Wolves, Wolves last Wolves. night. Nobody nobody was bothered about it. It was a bad game. Rashford got injured ahead of one of the best. <laughs> like the biggest game of the weekend you know man united liverpool and he's he's now a doubt for it so it's it's knacked us over there um i just think is there other ways you can do it because replays are annoying but also important and is is there not a way of you can the bigger club can give the smaller club like more gate receipts or something if they win for example sure let's say it was 25% of the gate receipts if
2: they went away if they caused a shock, give them 50% of the gate receipts. Mm, sure. It's one of them, in it? It's difficult. Uh, I, I still find it funny that well, I mean, we, we we grew up in a generation a bit younger where um, we will have no idea about replays in finals. Remember, and we look at it now. We, mental. That oh, is that's, a bizarre thing joke. to think I was, about. I
1: was speaking to my granddad a few weeks ago and he was telling me he remembers when you used to get two points for a win. <laughs> I was, just, I was like, what? That was the thing. There's <laughs> yeah. always been three points for a win ever since I've been born. So I think the point I'm making
2: there is you might look at it if it the wasn't replays that replays get long scrapped. That. I, I think know, it was late 80s. Yeah. 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 If we look at it, if we scrap it, we might look at it in 10 years time and go, do you remember we used to do replays? They were a bizarre thing. So I, I, think we, I think maybe just back the bullet and get rid of them. But I do agree it's part of the little magic of the cup.
1: Yeah, but replays are only up to a certain stage, aren't they? Is it fourth or fifth round? Fifth round, I think they get removed and then quarterfinals yeah, onwards. Yeah, it's yeah, a straight yeah, shootout, yeah. isn't it? So, I mean, I think it's an interesting one. My argument back to Jim was, well, why don't we do away with the second leg of Champions League quarterfinals and semifinals in the last 16 games? What's the point of that? You know who wants a second leg? You're saying who wants the... a replay? Who wants a second leg? What's the difference? The that's two cop that's the
3: travelling, though, isn't it? Travelling country to country yeah. is a lot more than travelling from like Ipswich to London or something. Yeah, I do. I do hit the away goals rule. though. I feel like that's pointless. Nah, I like it. I it don't is like scenes.
1: It. The away goal. The
3: away goals rule does provide some. Why should moments. one goal be worth more than another?
2: Because I love the fact you got to do maths. <laughs> I love that you got to, I know you got to double it, you got to fit. Joe wants Pythagoras' theorem into involved in into the football. I think it was something to do with some of the Italian clubs uh, sort of ruining that when the away goal didn't count because they used to just score and sit back like you wouldn't yeah. believe and mm. it created boring games yes. bloody yes. Italians that's why I mean I'm sorry coming over here ruining our football sorry if I'm just blaming the Italians there <laughs> they were known for the defensive football so I mean, that was brought people in.
1: come up with all these wild ideas about how to improve the game of football and I think we're being quite placid here by talking about scrapping replays and stuff like that but people come up with stuff like in the last half an hour of a game Goals count for double or something like yeah. that. You know you, like what you see on FIFA. There's what some about pretty the crazy rules. The golden goals. Remember that the golden goal. Oh, I love golden goal. Gold. That was mental. F- you still yeah. play that
2: on FIFA. Yeah. Alright, thinking there was a silver goal. What yeah. does that mean? No, so was that? Was
1: yeah, like silver goal half-time. they trialed a little bit, didn't they? If yeah. it got to half time in extra time and you're a goal ahead, you win the game basically. So you still That's get a, mental, you that. still get a bit of time. They did it for one tournament and they scrapped it because mm. it was so bad. Yeah. Yeah. But basically, if you scored in like the first minute of extra time, you still got the whole you rest just of the half to equalize. Yeah, yeah. But you would just sit back. You're absolutely right. So plenty of ideas. If you've got any wild ideas on how to improve bronze the game goal. of football, bronze goal. Yeah. <laughs> what would your bronze goal be? Tweet us at the sports social <laughs> on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram as well at sports Social, but now time to talk a few transfer rumours before the podcast uh, winds down. Donny van der Beek's been excellent for Ajax over the last couple of seasons, he was part of that star studded uh, young side that got to the Champions League semi finals a couple of seasons ago. And of course, uh, Delict got a move to Juventus off the back of that. We've seen Hakim Ziak attracting interest, but now Marca, the Spanish paper, have reported that Real Madrid are in prime position to sign van der Beek and he won't be going to the Premier League. He's rejected Manchester United and Tottenham. Do do you think these young Dutch players should be looking at the Premier League more more as an option Marley because we've seen Delict go to Juventus and get forced out of the team. He's not even starting for Juventus under Maurizio Sarri. So mm. I mean naturally Dutch players in the Premier League seem to have had quite a good fit down the years.
3: I just think the pull of Real Madrid is is so massive like there aren't many I he's linked with Man United. They're not in the Champions League. They're not in a, a strong moment. They don't have a, mm. a first-class manager who's proved himself. So that pull isn't there anymore. Sure. Uh, Spurs, obviously, Spurs are going the right direction, but they've got a lot of midfielders. There's mm. a lot of mm. uh, uh, transition to be done with Eriksen going, and uh, where does where would Van der Beek play in that team? If if you're going to use Deli as in number ten, he's probably a direct rival for him. So maybe he's looking at that. You look at Real Madrid, they're, they're at the end of a cycle now. We talk about cycles in, in football and teams coming to an end and having to rebuild. They're having to rebuild now. They've, Modric doesn't play that much anymore. They've got Valverde and Casemiro and Isco and Cruz in midfield. Um, van der Beek could get into that team in this sort of transitional period. So maybe he's thinking, strike when the iron's hot, I'm not going to have that many chances to go to yeah, you know, Real Madrid, don't come calling that often. Um, Dutch players have done all right, oh, all right over yeah. there. Like <laughs> mm. looking at Robin, Robin did quite well. Schneider and Van der Vaart didn't yeah, do so well. Yeah, yeah. Van Nistelrooy did quite well. Van der yeah. Uh, but you in,
1: if you come, if you sort of correlate that with the Premier League, yeah. you see some of the Dutch players you have had over here have been sort of excellent, really. I mean, yeah. van, van Nistelrooy and Van Persie at United. I mean, Yap yeah, Stan was a good defender for them as well. Yeah, Great defender. Yeah. Um, van der Vaart was good for Spurs. Then in, in recent years, you've
3: had players like Davy Klaassen. Like Davy Klaassen was one of the best players in Holland. He came to Everton and mm. done now. Uh,
1: Joe Cialtador <laughs> yeah he was in the Netherlands came over Newcastle
3: what? had uh, all, every single de Jong they could ever get their hands on we're in yeah. the pie for they a were, bit, were all revision. Oh, yeah.
1: Memphis is doing, doing well in France yeah he's doing so, well in France mm-hmm. yeah. so yeah there's a few rumours there uh, Mark are adamant though that van der Beek will be going to Real Madrid in the summer Everton wants to sign a player called Everton Suarez so Everton could be on his way to Everton which I thought was quite funny great Um, so many problems at Everton what what do they need? I mean, I'm struggling to... Time. Do they need I'm... another winger? Cause That's Because he's, I
3: mean. he's, he's a winger. You've got Iwobi, you've got Bernard. I mean, Walcott. yeah, Iwobi's crap, but you've just spent £30 million on him. Um, they've still got Walcott. Yeah. Who's still brainless. Um and they play Sidibe on the wing Sidibe, sometimes. yeah. So. You've got good full-backs providing width
2: and everything. They just, they just, need, they just need a striker. Just just go, go and get a bloody striker. Just to get it right, can yeah. Which is... A, Just every single time they try and they try and they try, they spend money because you've got to to keep it They do spend money, and then next thing you know, they're just back to square one. Yeah, but surely with Ancelotti, I can only hopefully it goes all right, but I can only see that being maybe a disaster as well. And even the balls that up,
1: yeah, Everton really in trouble right now. I wonder if anyone really knows much about this Everton Suarez. He's 23 years old. I saw someone on Twitter say the best players from Brazil kind of move over. Uh, to Europe at the age of 18, 19, rather than 23. And it made them wonder why no one's taken a punt on this player in the first place, which yeah. is an interesting debate yeah. to have, and I think.
3: To be fair as well, with no, well, no disrespect to Everton, but they tend to go to better clubs than Everton mm. if they move over to England. Mm. If you look at you know, Neymar went to Barcelona, mm. uh, Rodrigo and Vinicius went to Real Madrid.
1: Jesus went to Man City. Yeah,
3: mm. exactly. You, then Everton going to Everton.
1: I just think it's someone. one. Richarlison went to Watford, though, so you never know. Yeah. You never know. Never there's, always know. A, there's always a chance. Uh, and finally, Chelsea not bothered about Nathan Ake or Callum Wilson at Bournemouth. They do have a buyback clause in Nathan Ake's contract. Frank Lampard is said to be looking for an additional centre-half, but they don't want Eke now. Uh, they might have done in the summer. And also, Callum Wilson was interesting them in the summer, but considering he hasn't scored a goal since September and Bournemouth are in the relegation zone, um, they're not interested anymore. It's actually been quite difficult to see who Chelsea might go for in this January transfer window because they've actually, in all fairness to Lampard, been pretty good so far this season. Do they need, I don't think they need to go for anyone overly... Like, they don't need anyone, really, I
3: don't think. Maybe a backup striker, but they've got to get rid of two strikers first before getting another one in. So Giroud and you have to leave if you are going to go and sign one of them. So mm. he, he does seem to want a centre-back and... Who you know, Rudiger and Tamori, I think have been the best of there too. Yeah, Zuma's been poor this year. He I seems think. to mm. be intent on trying to give Zuma a chance, but I, I think he give you might up on, see something in him and give him up or... on Zuma. Me, I, I don't see, see what he, what he brings. He's been poor this season. He was good Phys- last year. Physically, for he's got everything, hasn't he? Yeah, but yeah. he's, it's just in his brain. He uses, loses concentration, makes mm. bad decisions. Mm. Uh, so maybe I don't. Know, maybe as maybe he's bringing in someone to to lose because he's lost a bit of confidence in him and he doesn't really fancy. Andreas Christensen either, who I think will get a move probably in the summer, I suppose. I think um, it's
1: pretty crazy for Chelsea to say no to Ake when they can get him for 40 million quid. He's proven in the Premier League now. He's a Dutch mm. international. He plays alongside van Dijk at the back for, for the Netherlands. Yeah. Um, and centre-back to the flavour of the month. You I see take Maguire, him, I take Maguire going for 80 million quid, then if you can get Ake for 40, I, I think that's just a no-brainer of a decision. Yeah, I I read
3: something yesterday that said that after extensive scouting, they've decided they don't like him. It's like, well, why'd you have to scout him? He played for you for all through the youth system. <laughs> like, surely you should know absolutely everything about Nathan Ake and think, actually, he's quite good now. Let's bring him back. Or, no, we were never interested in him in the first place. So, mm. I don't know, Maybe it's just paper talk of mm. of Bournemouth being crap and letting, you know, who are their sort of prize assets. you got Ake and Wilson.
1: Yeah, what about Wilson then? Because... He's obviously been part of the England squad in recent training camps but he's not scored a goal for absolutely ages Bournemouth are in the bottom three you, lo- you love
2: digging at Bournemouth and you love digging at I just at think the it's about like, Nihil on Twitter is the bet he digs at Bournemouth he, <laughs> <some> he hates <laughs> Bournemouth <Barmer. laughs> <Barmer. laughs> he hates Bournemouth he hates Bournemouth he hates Bournemouth it's about time it. keep it's bringing it's up the fact they're in the relegation zone they are in the relegation <laughs> zone <in> the relegation <laughs> I know you've <laughs> said it's right I'm it just talking facts I'm just
1: talking facts Joe sorry if I'm speaking in facts in the relegation zone oh four three times it's bad it's bad for Callum Wilson that he's hit bad form at this point because with Harry Kane injured and possibly going to miss the Euros, mm. I mean, is he is he even going to get a look in? Because at the moment, he's nowhere near one of the best strikers in the Premier League.
2: He's got to start scoring goals. I know. Do you know the thing that it comes back to? And I love that we we all talk about football and we all have different uh, ideologies and and we have different ways of talking about it. But when when I really get my head around football. It's just about scoring goals, isn't it? It all comes down to putting the ball behind the line. And when, and when, and when, you know what I mean. We can talk all we want, but if if players aren't putting the ball behind the line, you know they're not getting. They're not go, He's got no chance. He's got no chance unless he starts scoring. It's just basic stuff. The thing I say for United is, I was a United fan. We don't score enough goals. We need to start scoring. Callum Wilson, if you want a little, a look in, uh, even a potential to be on the subs bench for England, to just start, you know, getting Southgate's interest, score goals, maybe. <laughs> put a ball behind the line. We can talk all about his his style of play and who he is and can he fit in the team? Can he gel well with the chemistry? Can he put the ball in the back of the net?
1: Management one hundred and one with Joe McGrath. Score some goals. Score yep. goals! Score some goals. The fundamentals of football <laughs> you should be is to a football score more goals than mate. the opponent. Sounds good to me. To be
3: fair, on, on the basis of, of what Joe said, who is scoring goals and who will be in the Jamie, England team? Jamie Vardy.
1: No, Danny Ings. Danny Ings. Danny Ings. Danny Ings will probably be in the
3: next England squad And that's match. enough for today's show. Thanks
1: very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not... No, but to be fair to him, you've got to hold your hands up and say, he's the one in form at the moment. Yeah, but how long yeah. is that form going to last? I mean, this is the thing. When if does... it last
3: till the summer, he's in. Well, well, he if so. Greenwood starts knocking on the door oh. and starts
2: scoring more goals. Is it too Get soon? Away. Solskjaer
1: said it was too soon yeah, for Greenwood. I think it would be too soon I for it's
2: Greenwood. It's not too soon for Rashford, soon. though, was it? it wasn't... He scored on his debut, don't forget as hudson well. hudson Adoy was
1: picked very early by... Gareth Southgate as well before he even made a Chelsea yeah. appearance for the first team who's in the England squad. So, I mean, it's not out of the question that Greenwood could be selected by Southgate but to lead the line in the Euros. <laughs> I think you just like, because you don't like Danny Ings. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone but Danny Ings. I think when, Rash,
3: when Rashford came through, England didn't have that many, there wasn't much depth in yeah. England strikers. Um, sure. I think there is now. There is, well, there's more anyway with yeah. Abraham. Abraham Ings, uh, Vardy possibly coming out of
2: retirement. He's
3: which, just which scoring I, I goals, doubt. isn't he? He's
2: just scoring goals, isn't he? And at the end of the day, it's all you need,
1: boys. <laughs> goals win games. There's the cliche bell to end today's show. Thanks very much, Joe. Thank you, Marley. Cheers. This has no been worries. Football Social Daily. Hit subscribe. You won't miss a show again. Seven days a week, we'll bring you shows. And at the weekend as well, we have special Premier League review and preview shows as well to get our teeth stuck into all of the weekend's Premier League action. But that's it for now. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.
0: Football Social Daily. Subscribe to the podcast now so you never miss an episode. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino.